Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. In Buffalo, we want snow. Getting ready for Baker Mahomes 3 and Brady Breeze on Sunday night in the game of the year. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, folks, welcome back to Look Who's Talking. It's the Doug Gilmore episode number 93. That's 93 hours of Huck Daddy, Jeff with a G, Weird Michael, and some of our great guests, uh, Coach Palmy, VOG back in the day, and Dewey, who had a hard and a soft, sounds like married life, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does. Um, I think when he, he, he went with me, failed, went on his own, picked Cleveland, and uh, everyone else who did also had a great weekend. Uh, I'm going to teach you or tell you how my live betting saved me from not having a bad weekend. And it's not 1952, folks, okay? You don't have to bet like Sam Ace Rothstein calling in his picks from a phone booth and just hoping it wins. If he could live bet, he would have wasted a lot of quarters, but he would have just gone back and forth, Notre Dame to Michigan, all first half. Eventually having both teams to win, and that's what you can do too. Treat like the stock market. We'll talk about that. Uh, Big... Big day for Baker Mayfield. Uh, I've always had a little thing in my heart for Baker Mayfield because he seems to do well in his life when everyone just gives up on him. And when, everyone's, when everything's handed to him at his feet, he kind of slacks off a little bit. None of us are perfect. And if you know your imperfections, you can know yourself a little bit better. I think Baker knows his. Whether he does, he knows it now. It wasn't OBJ, I don't think. It's that Steeler game when everybody gave up on him and the whole world thought he wasn't going to get re-signed on his Cleveland contract. And that's when he's like, you know what? I'm going to show these people because some people just work like that. I think Baker does. Uh, big win for Baker. I don't, that game, the Brown Steelers, it was like a game that uh, I'm not really even sure what, what would have happened if they actually played it. <laughs> I, uh, I heard a great comparison on Straight Out of Vegas. It was like the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl from about eight years ago, Weird Mike. I don't really know what happened in that game because it didn't really happen. The first hut went over Peyton's head into the end zone. Safety. They kicked the ball. Touchdown. They're down 9 nothing in the wind in New York, and it was over. In a regular game, I'm not really sure what would have happened. Uh, that Super Bowl was super weird. Yeah. My ex-wife won the Super Bowl pool at the party. Great example of a weird game. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, that, but that's why football's, you know, football's football, folks. Any given Sunday, you could have a, a weird hut or a blocked punt or a fumble from a receiver that was not even supposed to be playing that day. It's a big team game, and humans make errors. So it's our job to kind of weigh the possibilities of these errors against one another and make the best pick we can. Uh, we had a good year. We're hoping to have an even better weekend. Uh, and thanks for joining us, wherever you are all over the world. Ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, machaba. Vanagam. Vanagam. Zdravo. And uh, remember to check out huckmedia.ca for any and all media needs. All 93 episodes brought to you by Huck Media. Keep following us on Instagram. We gave away a great props ticket for Sunday Night Football. Steelers, Browns. Check mark, check mark, check mark. Hey now. Baker, Landry, and first half points over. Prop Daddy Dewey also won. Streaking. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Remember, follow us on, on Instagram, at Hughes Talking. Follow Weird Mike at, at Weird Mike, spelled weird, M-I-C. Correct. Uh, giddy up. And uh, Huck Daddy, as we remember the Titans for one last time this season. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I got, I got a couple questions for you, Huck, as, as our official Titans insider. What do you got, Jeff? Okay, Ryan Tannehill. It was my favorite prop bet of the weekend. 
And also a lot of sharp betters. I, I, I would love to say I just generated this for myself. I, I also like that. I pick. was already going to look at it. And then a bunch of sharps that I listened to on podcasts were like, yo, why is this only 19 and a half yards for Ryan Tannehill running the ball? They're obviously going to be overselling to stop Derrick Henry. They got a good secondary. Why wouldn't you run Ryan Tannehill? First play of the game. They're running for four yards. He's a quarter of the way there. Uh, the, yeah, they just couldn't get it. They kept trying to force Henry. Yeah. And when it wasn't working, they need to throw it or run it with Tannehill to open it up for Henry, and they just didn't want to do that. They didn't do it. They ran Henry on all the predictable downs, and they didn't run him on the on the predictable throwing yeah, downs. Yeah, exactly. They just didn't switch up their game plan. The mounting all. disrespect for the kingdom of Henry <laughs> peaked and boiled on the sideline. You know, he was squabbling. They were beefing. Vrabel had to calm him down. You know, uh, again, the weird prom chaperone is still buried in him. The bizarre punt. Yeah. Everybody talks about the Steelers yeah, what punt. What the fuck was that? What was Both that? the Steelers and the, the Titans punt. But the Steelers have the number one ranked defense and a team on their heels. Sure. Tennessee has a defense that couldn't stop a nosebleed and giving it back to the hottest player on the planet. Right. Big diff. I think the Tennessee punt clearly ended that game. At least the announcers in the Pittsburgh game were talking about the qu- whether this was a questionable decision to punt or not. The Monday Night Football crew was doing the Tennessee Ravens game, and they got caught up in some story, even though this is a vital part of the game. And their punting was a fourth and three, fourth and two. Yeah. From fourth and two. Fourth and two from midfield. From, from inside the 50. Inside. In opposing territory. Yes. And they can't, they, they've proven they can't stop Lamar running, like right now. And they just let this punt go. They continued on with their story. I like Lewis Reddick. I do. Great analyst, but they just let this one go. And the game was almost over. I've been saving this all year. They sound the exact same. Yeah. Greasy and Riddick <laughs> and the Monday Night Crew were doing never, the mega cast. I never know who's talking. I never know who's talking. <laughs> it's true. Greasy's always talking about something his dad did last weekend. <laughs> and Riddick, you know, nice dude, knows his X's and O's, yeah. but just comes across as like your friendly neighbor. Greasy. And, and, and the play-by-play guy seemed so happy just recapping the awesome year that they had. Like this was some kind of career honeymoon for Levy, who was usually a desk jockey. And an NHL guy, probably living out a dream on Monday Night Football. It's, it felt like their swan song. That's right up there with my uh, with your indoor weather reports. As far as one of my favorite weird Mike things of the year, announcer they breakdown. They all sound the same, and it trips me out. Anyway, yeah, I thought that punt was very just underreported as far as a vital part of the game. Uh, anyway, uh, I in the, I didn't think the lack of pass rush mattered because in the first quarter they were actually being disciplined and just. Not letting Lamar get past the line of scrimmage. We don't need to tackle him for a loss. So that discipline went away. And Ryan Tannehill missed A.J. Brown going deep on that last play. He throws to that receiver who looks about my size, who literally runs into Marcus Peters and just gets destroyed. Uh, and Marcus Peters is like, it's not P.I. I was just standing here. Anyway, game over. Titans D finally stepped up, held him to 20 points. Yep. I mean, minus the big play, but uh, really... On Vrabel and the offense. But you know what's funny is that as we were saying before, and the whole world's saying right now, but as we were saying before the Titans game, you know, as a Bills homer, uh, don't don't want to play, don't want to play the Ravens. You know, I'm not necessarily on that train anymore. Uh, I mean, we'll talk, we'll break that down, game, that game down later. But I like 
they they didn't get that many yards of offense. It was like a 270 yards offense game. It was like two or three great runs by Lamar, and that was the offense. So I'm not as scared to play the Ravens' offense right now, but the Ravens' defense has really, really impressed me, literally since that Steelers game. And last week was no different. So scared of the Ravens' defense more than Lamar right now, but I still would love snow. Yeah, let it snow in Buffalo. Because Lamar already out there on the ones and twos saying, I ain't never played in no snow. Yeah, he's a Florida boy. Rule number one about snow club. Don't admit you're (laughs) afraid of snow club. Yes. All right. Yes. I stole that from Dan Patrick on the way in. Yeah. But laughed, and I hope you did too, folks. That's good. That's good shit. Here's the thing, too. So right now, the weather report. This is four days out. Currently calling for about a forty percent chance of snow right around the middle of the first quarter, which would be heavenly. Uh, I would love more snow earlier. I don't. I think it affects them more than us. Even though technically running on offense, you know, it's good. But if Stefan Diggs knows where he's going, and if there's snow, that just helps our throwing offense because as a Bills fan, I said, it, I said it a month ago, I'm scared we don't have a running game. Zach Moss gets hurt. I'm even more scared we don't have a running game. I don't know if it's going to matter this weekend, but everybody needs to stop checking this hour-by-hour hour weather report. We're dealing with Lake Erie, Lake Effect snow, sunny one minute, absolute blizzard the next. It's, it doesn't matter. Listen, Mike, this is, I'm glad you brought this up. Okay, tell me. For, for you're actually probably right about the game right now. But some people actually like to check the weather. We have a group chat trying to schedule this, 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 when to do this show. And I'm like, yo, I'm coming from Muskoka. Like, I had to check the weather and the roads. Two minutes later, Mike comes back with a couple of emojis. Roads cleared. See you at 11 a.m. Like in Toronto. And I had freezing rain about half my, half my drive. Yeah, it's uh, classic s- weird Mike. Hold on. Seems like the weather's only relevant to football because I've botched a few important Road conditions. Well, I, you said that Washington was going to have success last week, or mild success, due to some algae in Landover, Maryland. And, and they didn't. They didn't. No. Uh, yo, Heineke. Shout out to Heineke. Shout out to Taylor Heineke. No show has got more backup QB success than Look Who's Talking. Giddy up. How about that? And, uh, and, it, and it turns out that Peterson and the Eagles, he stuck his neck out. For Nate Sudfield, not for the betterment of the franchise. I, 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 so this guy is backup QB for life, man. I th- yeah, I also think if you're going to make decisions, like I've, I was thinking about this on the drive here. I've never had a job where if I got fired, like I still get paid everything that I signed my initial contract for. Like, what's that like? You know, like if you're fired as an NFL head coach, you just get your, all your money. Like I think, usually I think. There's buyouts. That's what I mean. Like, it's but you, not quite like college, right? Where, you where just, these guys pray for just, their buyouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire me, like you, you know, like crank calling your AD, be like, hey, you're a bitch. <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> just that. to get fired and keep all your money. So uh, well, what I mean is, okay, I think Peterson apparently he lost a lot of control. He wasn't going to be able to hire the coaches he wanted to hire. He's lost half his coaches anyway. I, just, I feel like he made some decisions on the way out that was, were kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to be here anymore because he's lost basically a lot of his decision-making prowess. I think, I think when you write a book, even if it's a good book, there's a few people that don't think it's a good book. Sure. Whether it's in the organization, some lead players. A, I didn't read the book. Yep. Maybe he picked a little bit on a DT. I don't know what the details were, but you write a book, yep. not everybody's happy. No, if I wrote a book, I'd have a whole bunch. I would have thought I blew everybody up. Oh my God, I pumped tires. I'll tell you, if you wrote a book, Jeff, 
I probably wouldn't be happy. All right. <laughs> just, I would get a text from Lee being like, for the last fucking time, I'm not left-handed. <laughs> I just write in an, a somewhat forward-centric palm motion with my right hand. So Heineke blows up on Saturday night. PFF's Every, highest-rated quarterback of the weekend. Everybody's on the Twitterverse praising him. Where does he go and what position? Like, is he a 1B somewhere next year? Does somebody give him a shot on a gut shot? Uh, where do you think, Hugh? <laughs> I don't know, but right now, Palmateer's listening to this episode. Coach Palmy's like, I want 30 seconds donated to Taylor Heineke, and let's move on to the fucking playoffs. Uh, yeah, back up in Washington next year. There's a good guess. Really? Oh, he stays with Ron, eh? I, I, yeah. He's, he, was an old, he was a teacher at Old Dominion last, last, last month. It's safe to say that without Ron Rivera, I don't think he has a job in the NFL. Uh, anyway... One thing we've uh, just hush-hush poo-pooed here, the Bills won their first playoff game since 1995. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get into this in the truth of the week a little bit more. Like, uh, you know, if you play these games in like a series, who knows who would have won? You know, that Colts-Bills game was a seven-game series. Going seven. Exactly. That was quite the game. The Colts somewhat outplayed the Bills. But Josh Allen's ability to just make plays out of nothing, won the game. And that's why it's great to have an awesome quarterback because Phillip Rivers couldn't do that. When shit broke down, he was done. I'm hanging that Colts loss as, you know, Colts backer for most of the year. Uh, I'm hanging that one on Frank Reich. Fourth and four, kick the field goal, man. First half, uh, immobile quarterback. Again, we need four. Let's throw the ball backwards. Six yards, horrible play call. He's supposed to be an offensive guy. He had multiple chances. Like you said, the Bills almost. Allen, something special he's turning into. Oh, he's great. I'm hanging that one on Reich, the coach, and Phillips cheesed. He didn't have the best game. Neither did Taylor. Flipping doggummit. Kick the field goal, doggummit. I think you said it right. That goes seven. Yeah, like, if, you know, if you happen to miss the game, I don't know what the fire you were doing, but, uh, yeah, Colts are up three. Uh Heading into half and, or like, you know, heading towards half with a couple minutes left. Third and one, they throw it a couple yards back and uh, the boys just blew it up. Milano and Trey Davius. Trey Davius. I'm going to name my son Jeff Davius. How about this? Two sons, Julio Hewlett and Jeff Davius <laughs> Hewlett. A quick deuce on the board, eh, Hugh? Yeah, give it up for Trey. Anyway, you know what's funny too? Watching football on lockdown. Uh, Normally, I you know, Bill's playoff game. Okay, we're there. If it's at home game, we're there, 100%. Yeah. All of us. And our, like, extended family members, spouses, girlfriends, whatever, friends. We're all there. And if we're not, for some crazy reason, um, we're together. Like, it's a big Bill's party. Anyway, I'm watching this with Brooke. You know, casual football fan, to say the least. It makes you realize, again, just how many rules are in football. Because, you know, I'll, I'll watch football with her sometimes, and she'll just, you know, come in, check it out, you know, hang out for a bit, have a beer, whatever. No, I'm like, we're watching this game together, and every time the Bills do something good, we are going to sing the song, and we're going to take a shot of vodka, okay? It's going to be great. I was wasted, because the Bills are making some great plays. But on the fumble, on the fumble, like the fumble that didn't happen with, with Pascal, She's like, okay, what's going on? I'm like, okay, <laughs> lots to fucking unpack here. All right, so he catches the ball, but he went down, right? Well, see, he got up because he wasn't touched. Okay, fair. 
now, but see, he needs to somewhat make a football maneuver kind of thing for it to not be. She's like, what's a football maneuver? I'm like, okay, that's another fucking breakdown. And then she's like, see how the hand looks like it's on his back, but the camera angle's not quite covering it. They called the timeout just so that they would look at it again. She's like, you mean they wouldn't look at it anyways? I'm like, well, if they had a challenge flag, it's the red flag they pull out of their socks sometimes. She's like, okay, hold on. I'm going to go get a drink. Explain this all to me again. I'm like, wow, this is why it's hard as a casual fan to pick up on this shit. Either way, big Bills win, and uh, we're on to the next one. On to the next one. I think think Phillips should hang it up. You You know why? Because he couldn't even get a 44-yard Hail Mary to the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to bring... I don't think Brissett can do it. They got to bring in their clipboard, a third stringer to throw the ball 47 yards to save their season. That's it. I said it 10 years ago, and I'll say it right now. You ever carried a really, really heavy box with one hand? <laughs> okay. You ever tried to throw that box on like an out route? <laughs> okay. That's why, as Aikman has said, every Rivers game he's ever done, I don't know why he throws the ball like that. You could have fixed that by now. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think the Colts get Carson Wentz. Brian Greasy finds a way to talk about Carson Wentz every game, whether he's playing or not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, look, I uh, went 1-4-1 and on our picks last week. Uh, Didn't love a lot of the spreads. I even mentioned that. I'm like, take the bills on the money line. And take the Steelers. I would take the Steelers again, folks. They didn't have a coach. They didn't have their guard. You know, didn't think Ben would throw four turnovers. If you talk to Sharps and stuff like that, turnovers are somewhat a little bit more of a random thing. Tip pass off Deontay Johnson. I think if you replay that game again in a seven-game series, Steelers win probably five or six of those. But we don't know. And good for the Browns. Now, again, it's not 1952. So you can live bet and kind of cover your ass a lot. So what I mean is... In 1952, you pick your six games, you roll with it, see what happens. You try to call your bookie or something from a payphone at halftime. Be like, hey, not looking so good. Can I smash the other way, you know? Or looking too good, I'd like to cover myself. In the, uh, I had the Titans. They go up 10-0, but their offense isn't looking that good. Henry's not running it. So you, you, you live bet the Ravens. Cover your ass. It's a perfect time to do it. I don't think... Sam Ace Rothstein would have been a live better. Oh my God! Of course he would. No man, the guy was conviction on one side. No, he, he. That's emotional. That's emotional. He's a numbers guy. Yeah, but he always took one side. That's because that's the way you had to do it back then. Hey, you know the Jew in the desert. I think he's one sided. I don't think he would have done it. Okay, so just look at the stock market. Imagine no no one ever bought put up op- like there's no uh, put options. As in like, oh, I have a million dollars invested this in this company to, to do well this, this quarter. Wow. Okay, they're doing really well in the first two weeks, but like this might be kind of bubble territory. As I study patterns of, sto- of stocks, they, they don't always just go up and up if you score a touchdown in the first drive. You don't necessarily win. So that's why hedge funds, they're literally called hedge funds, bet both ways on like every stock, every day. I think Sam Ace Rothstein, who's, as Joe Pesci says, you know, some guys bet like to have a little fun like me and you. No, no, no. He's just betting to win. Numbers, live betting. Our boy Holzauer on Jeopardy. When the Titans went up 10 nothing, you, you bet the Ravens. Anyway, it saved my weekend, and I'm just encouraging you guys, don't be afraid to go against your initial bet. Look at it like a number. Okay, that's it. Ken Jennings. You were, right about, you were right about that. Nailed it. Uh, they're also having. And I a, thought that was so wrong, so I'll give you that. All right, there you go. He's uh, slow in his delivery. 
Uh, I don't like him as the host. Uh, they did an awesome Trebek uh, tribute on his last episode, yep. and they picked right up with Jennings. So check it out, folks. Something different, a little trippy. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, we got the two oldest quarterbacks ever meeting ever on Sunday Night Football. Now, again, when, when, we, when we line up, like I even said in the intro, like a Brady or Mahomes, Baker, and Brady, Breeze, and, you know, we got Ro- you know, Rogers, Goff, maybe. It's not. Always remember, quarterback versus defense, quarterback versus defense. So we like to line them up kind of like title fights because they feel like that. But in the end, you know, how is this quarterback and this offense going to do against this defense? Just remember, the quarterbacks don't actually ever fight. <laughs> uh, by the way, funny little, we, uh, before we go into the picks, we're going to go picks early, folks, this week. Um, just if you're new to the show, we give you six. Uh, we normally give you six picks. Uh, in our Hugh Pick section, then Weird Mike gives you a smash and sprinkle, but it's the playoffs, and I don't want to give you picks I don't believe in, so I'm picking three uh, this week. There's one game. I think the spread's kind of perfect, so I'm staying away. Love the podium. So just a gold, silver, and bronze, and I got a money line parlay for you. Um, yeah, well, you know what? I forgot what I was talking about. Screw it. Just go into it. Here we go. Hugh Picks. You. All right, folks. For the first time all year, in the best year they've had since Jim Kelly, I am taking the Buffalo Bills with my gold pick. I got the better quarterback in the game. I say better quarterback because the other guy's a running back. He's a great running back. He can also throw the ball, which makes him a, a dangerous weapon. So this is not a knock on Lamar Jackson, who I believe will be successful in this league for a long time. But he's a running back. Okay, he makes... He makes easy throws in the NFL the way an average quarterback should as he did to Malcolm Brown and Mark Andrews a couple times and he could do it on the run which makes him even more dangerous he's not just a running back who makes average throws in the pocket he's a, he's a, he's a really fast running back who runs you can run around like you're playing Madden and just wait till one of his guys gets open because he can't cover a guy for six seconds you just can't but I just don't I don't think um I don't think a running back in this particular game who got about 280, call it just south of 300 yards of offense versus the Titans, uh, going up against the Bills, a better defense than the Titans versus a much more explosive offense. Okay, you can't just box eight guys in the middle and stop our running back. We don't have one. (laughs) We got Josh Allen, who is our running back who can also throw the ball, but he throws the ball way, way above average. And in a, especially if it snows, I got Stefan Diggs running routes against guys who won't be able to catch up to him because they'll be a little bit more slippery. Steph Diggs knows where he's going. His chemistry with Allen's enough. So I got Diggs, I got Allen, and I got uh, a Bills defense that'll be well coached. It's not the first time they face Lamar. And I just, besides... Lamar's two big plays against the Titans. They did a pretty good job shutting him down. So did the Patriots over the years. I got Brian Dable going up against the Ravens. D. He's going to know what Martindale is going to do against him. I like the Bills to win this by six or seven. And they shut down Lamar with excellent situational coaching in the fourth quarter for a great, great Bills victory. Let's go. Okay, silver pick. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three. I got Tom Brady playing the best football of his his year. 
finally in tune with all of his receivers and weapons. They didn't even have Ronald Jones last week, who's still one of their best weapons, folks, and now he's rested. I hope he's healthy because he's a monster. Drew Brees has not been playing his best football as of late. Not his fault, coming off an injury. Also, not aging as well as Tom is. And throughout the past few years, one guy has played exceptional in the playoffs. Tom Brady. Minus that one Titans game in the last five years. Goes to Super Bowls. That's what he does. Drew Brees. Illustrious career. Left off the top ten quarterbacks of all time. On per... He was, a lot of fans were upset about this. Yeah, how's he done in the playoffs? Yeah, he's been to one Super Bowl. Been to one Super Bowl. Arguably with the best roster overall of the last 15 years, year by year. Been to one Super Bowl. Struggles in the playoffs. He just does. Uh, I'd say snake bit. Snake bit, sure. But as we said on this show uh, two years ago, that pass, which was not pass interference against the Rams, it was a horrible pass. It was so early and bad that it should have been picked off. But the guy just thought Drew Brees would throw it better and hit the guy because he thought it would be an on-time pass. So I got Brady playing the best football of his of his year with an O-line that really stepped it up last week. And all this pressure that everyone thought that Washington was going to bring never got there. So I got Brady with weapons versus Brees with weapons. But Breeze not playing as well. Uh, Brady playing his best football of his year. Just watch it. If he has time, it's over. I got the Bucks to win this game outright and uh, march on their way to the NFC Championship game. Who that will be against, I'm not sure. I'm not picking that game. My bronze pick. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns plus 10. This is a number pick. I got the Chiefs to win the game. This is an inflated number. This is like Alabama. Vegas just doesn't know what to do with it. They just don't know. Chiefs haven't played enough serious football this year. Will they just bust it out and destroy them? Or will they kind of play just enough to win the game? I don't think Vegas knows. This is just the line they threw out there. Just like Alabama. Ohio State had played six games. <laughs> okay? They smoked Clemson. What do you do? A lot of sharps were like, yo, I'm going to lay down a little bit on this Ohio State money line because I don't think Vegas knows. knows. And it's just, it's just worth it. Bama wins, but... It was just hard to call. Sometimes Vegas just doesn't know. And I think that's what's going on with this game. I got Spagnolo's Chiefs defense rested. I think Frank Clark and company are actually going to cause a little bit more pressure than you think coming off that bye week on Baker Mayfield, make him a bit more uncomfortable. But Chiefs are uh, vulnerable against the run. And uh, the Browns get their guard back from COVID protocol. And they got Chubb and Akeem Hunt. Coming back for a little revenge against his former team. I think the Browns will be tough to stop on offense. But I don't see the Browns doing anything to stop Andy Reid's Patrick Mahomes offense healthy off a bye week. So there we go. Uh, I got the final score here. Chiefs, 34. Browns, 26. Bucks, 31. Saints, 28. Bills, 27. Ravens, 21. Those are you picks. Bills, Bucks, and Chiefs will be moving on. You! Hugh! Hugh! So, you know, here comes the rebuts, fave seg. Yeah, hit me, hit me with it. Segment. First of all, it was a very weird Mike podium. Bills, Bucks, Browns. Oh, my God. You, you do know that, right? I don't, I, I don't know if I you know it heard now. yourself saying it. Nothing to do it. with my picks. As if. As if, Jeff. <laughs> 
You're um, right. I was sitting there like Bucks or Saints. Oh, Bucks starts with a B. I love, I love, love, love your Tampa silver pick. Favorite pick of the day. Okay. Brady Breeze. It's not Sunday night football because it's at 640. Sunday evening football. Sunday evening football. They've turned the divisional weekend into two championship Sundays, which I don't like. Cheapening championship Sunday. What in God's name do you mean by that? I mean, uh, divisional weekend was usually four and eight on Saturday, one and four on Sunday. And now they're turning the second divisional weekend into three and 640. The two kickoffs. Much like Championship Sunday. It's probably for ratings, I think. Like That seems to be why they would Championship do it. Sunday was sacred, often better than Super Bowl Sunday during a little stretch there. So in the meeting of network executives in the league, do you think they were like, but it was sacred? Uh, you don't know how the NFL thinks. They're capable of anything. I think they like money. Anyway, be aware of the kickoff times, guys. 3 o'clock and fair, 6.40 on Sunday. Fair Not warning. your 1 and 4.30s. Uh, Braze, Brady, Brady, Breeze 3 in the Superdome. I think they've played more games than no, that. No, they're calling it three. They were in opposite conferences. Well, three. They missed each other. They've, they've never, never played before this? This, this, this the year? third time. This is the third time this year. Yeah, three. Oh, this year. I, yeah, I'm yeah, forgetting yeah. this year. They've like they played the league for like 40 years combined. Uh, <laughs> the Patriots have played the Saints. <laughs> I just think the Saints are snake bit. Something's going to happen. Weird. Tampa, a.k.a. Brady, always gets these random bounces in the divisional. He's been in how many straight title games? He goes back to one. I really like that pick. I think it's laser focus versus just kind of small guy, weak arm syndrome. And, and? And I like Breeze. Don't get me wrong. Breeze's career slash life can end at any moment. Idamakan Sue is a mean motherfucker. Wow. This guy throws his weight. You don't give a shit about no 15 yards. No, he's a very, he seems very mean on the field. He's malicious. Uh, these guys, it's their last kick at the can. Um, and it's tough to beat a team three times. I've said that countless times. Yep. They got embarrassed in prime time. Bucks roll. And your Browns, your Brownies turned into the show Brownies, Peasy and the boys in the dog pound, rising up. Yeah. Plus 10. You got to love it. Well, it's okay. The la- so when Baker at Oklahoma, Played Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. That game that set records for FBS, I think Mahomes threw for 700 yards. Baker had like eight touchdowns. Baker won. Yes. And that's the game that the former GM of the, of the Browns used as like a principal reason to draft Baker number one overall. Interesting. Because he was scrambling all over the field making excellent Baker throws. Like, excellent. Pick, picture, picture Baker's game against... You know, some of his best games he's played. Now picture it's a, it's a Texas Tech secondary, you know? So it made him look pretty good. But either way, explosive outcome. And I just don't think Baker's scared of anything. I think KC's been wobbling for a while. And they're going to get punched in the mouth. I'm really looking forward to the uniforms the Browns wear. I, I'm becoming a, a loving the Browns uniforms. Every weekend, either bright orange or that ugly brown on the road that's just going to get all dirty and shit on that... Track, Chubb, Steady Dose, gotta love the points. Gotta love the points. I, I love, yeah. You gonna, you gonna touch the money line? No. Juicy. No, but see, Juicy. again, it'll be a great live bet money line because Chiefs go up seven, let's say, right? Money line jumps because now they're, they're already a 10-point favorite. They're up seven. But it's seven points in the first quarter. This game, I think, is going to have eight touchdowns. Like, so that's when like, you could hop on. 
or if they if they have to if the Browns have to punt the first this is the first quarter, but the, whatever the money line is, it almost will double if that touchdown and punt happens. But has anything really changed in the way you think the game will play? That's when I'll money line the Browns. So Browns fully healthy, full coaching staff back, full coach staff back. They get Denzel Ward back. You got it. Their corner, little, little something to put on Hill. Definitely not fast enough to cover Hill by himself, but he, it's good to have him back. He's and great. And your Italian update for all the Angelinos out there: Betonio is the guard. There we go. The all-world guard. Yeah, yeah. All like who's all pro re- returning, yeah. um, not just Pro Bowl, all pro. There you go. Top of the top. So love the points. If, if we face the aliens right now, this is what one of my guys on Straight Out of Vegas likes to say. <laughs> that's who'd play left guard. You know, that's that's cool. Yeah, alien. Closest thing to it in the NFL? Lamar the, Jackson. The Chiefs right now. <laughs> no, Lamar Jackson, next level world, can slip into a wormhole. Sure. Can turn into this unstoppable force, but can be squashed with a little snow? Maybe. Maybe. That's the variable here. Uh, I will not be betting this game really hard. It's my two great passions, the Ravens and the Bills. Uh, Calais Campbell was the missing piece on the Baltimore front. And that losing streak, they lost him and they lost their middle of the field identity. Baltimore's always been big up front in the middle with their nose tackles. And I don't know if you know who Calais Campbell is, but he's six eight and a half, three twenty two, and he's got a wingspan and he matters. And he's a playoff vet. Yep. So that's that's the difference in this game is the Baltimore D-line. I don't like the pick. Baltimore is just a buzzsaw right now. And, Are they? Uh, I do. I'm, Go back six weeks. Since they lost to the Steelers, they've been unstoppable. They almost lost to the Titans last week. I don't, like, when did they almost lose? They, they were up 10 in the fourth the whole time. Uh, no, they weren't. They it was were, 20 to 10, then 20 to 13. 20 to 13. Titans are driving. A.J. Brown's wide open on the left side. Like, the, the, it wasn't that convincing to me. It's it's. Uh, it was a bad coaching decision, I think, to punt. And then they like it was third and nine. They're up. They're up ten. They're up ten points, and they lose Lamar through the middle for a fifty-yard touchdown. So this is this week. Baltimore won the game. Yeah, and they're in Buffalo. I know. Uh, we saw Reich, the coach of the Colts, kind of cough it up in a matter of saying. Not saying it would have put him over the edge, but it definitely gave him a, a worse chance. Yeah. I don't think Harbaugh makes that mistake. Okay. And like I said, and you said, sorry, Baltimore's or Buffalo really can't run the ball right now. No. This is an understatement. I think it's good that Zach Moss is injured because that guy fumbles <laughs> in, in, in tight spots. Yeah. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be nighttime. Everybody's going to be watching. They said there were 7,000 people in there. Yeah, right. Those halftime doors get breached as soon as people start going to the, the perimeter for darts. It's over. Uh, Baltimore I, buzzsaw. I like Coach McDermott to understand what Baltimore is going to do to them. You know, like, did you see, like, the, the only, the one elite NFL pass that Lamar tried to make last week was an abomination. It was not even close. If you missed it, folks, second drive of the game against the Titans. He tries to throw uh, a fade route to the outs to the right sideline, and it wasn't even close. It was an easy interception by uh, with B- Malcolm Butler, who's shit now, by the way. So I just don't like the, exactly like he's not even a fast corner. So I think McDermott knows that they're not going to let Lamar make those mistakes. It allows them to be even more of a of a magnet towards his running. Anyway, I I really like the Bills. 
I, I like the Bills' money line last week. And the fact that they didn't smoke the Colts gives us this line this week. Because if they, if they just stormed through the Colts by 10, we would be getting the Bills by 5 right now. Or 4.5. It's 2. Uh, it's looking at it as a gift from Vegas because they don't know what to do. But we do. We know the Bills better than that. Mike, I think you, sh- I think you should too. Uh... I think I know the the Bills extremely well, and that's why I'm extremely cautious Fair. in this spot. Uh, big kicker matchup. Tyler Bass, rookie going against the best in the biz. Tucker, who just missed one. Yes, he did. Maybe that's in his hat. Super, so many variables heading into Saturday night. If anybody has in-laws or parents that make them watch White Christmas at some point every Christmas, you know what? On Sunday, right during the pregame, wouldn't be a bad time to throw it on, just for a little little snow karma. Snow. Snow. We're I hope Lamar trips and falls and breaks his balls in snow. <laughs> Holiday time's over, Jeff. That's why I didn't spit out that story. People were like, yo, the epiphany's done. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you mean? I, don't, what do you mean? I missed the Monday night story time because I was so nervous about the Buckeyes. I couldn't spit out the right words. I'm sure people were crying. <laughs> hey, a lot of chirps. Chirp, when people want it, they want it. Speaking of crying, uh, Josh Rosen. <laughs> Are you looking at the AFC quarterbacks in the league in the playoffs right now? They were all drafted in front of you. <laughs> uh, no, oh, sorry. Most of them were drafted in front of you. But Josh, on a lot of mock drafts, was number one. <laughs> and then he got drafted number 10 by the Cardinals. And just said with that little snarky kind of California snob look on his face, well, those were just 10 mistakes, nine mistakes made right in front of me. Yeah, well, a couple of those mistakes are playing the divisional playoffs this weekend. And I think that he's a San Fran- he was a San Francisco practice dummy by the end of the season. He was on Tampa, and then somebody signed him when they lost a quarterback. But that's the end of his career. That's it. <laughs> so anyway, so we got Lamar Jackson versus Mahomes, and we got... Uh, sorry, Baker Mayfield versus Mahomes. We got Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. All three of the four guys were in your quarterback class. Another guy who was supposed to go number one, Sam Darnold. Do you see what you're supposed to be doing right now, Sam? Average isn't good enough anymore, buddy. New NFL. Okay, Mike, you got a pick for us. I mean, I know I had a bad week, but you gave us an under. There were six playoff games. <laughs> got to hit that under. <laughs> so people want to take a chance. So... Further proof that the insta engagement is way up. Hardcore chirp. It was called the worst pick <laughs> in my four seasons on air here with Look Who's Talking. Thanks to everybody who's been listening for all four years. Six wild card games. Right, it was a gift from Goodell. The game was. He didn't like any of them. The game was over at half. <laughs> and as soon as the snap went through the end zone. That was it. That was it. It was a low number. Yeah. It was a low number and it couldn't afford any gaffes. And gaffes there were. So many. So, oh, but I did lean you on the Saints Bears under, which cashed in spades. And uh, the insta pick was Bills Colts over. So keep on, keep looking. Yep. We make the picks Tuesday. Shit changes, especially in the playoffs. Weird picks, smash and sprinkle returns, divisional weekend, a.k.a. the best weekend of the year. Our good host left out one game graciously. And I will jump all over it as I've jumped all over them all year. The Los Angeles Rams plus seven at Lambeau, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. kickoff. Goff is playing and the Rams have a game plan. Always. I trust his game plan. 
to just keep it within what it needs to be. He's got Goff, who by design should be a game manager, thought he wasn't, and they struggled. Now he's got this kind of broken thumb, which is kind of reining their game plan in. Bring all three running backs, run them all. The weather's going to be cold, no snow in Green Bay, we've been looking. Plus seven, Green Bay. Uh, the matchup I like is, you touched on it earlier as well, Devontae Adams getting blanketed by Jalen. So, even if he marginally disrupts the tear yeah. that Devontae's on, is is good enough for maybe one less touchdown, one more field goal, uh, maybe a pick. Aaron Donald's a monster, and Bakhtiari's missing still on the left side. So, good team, good coach, good game plan. We know Aaron has had some stud teams, and he's coughed it up. So, I think they do just enough to get it by plus seven is the smash and the sprinkle folks over in the pulp whistleblower superdome brady's breeze 51 and a half over okay what did you say it was 31 28 was your prediction uh, <clears throat> bucks 31 saints 28 so last week was the first time in forever the Saints had their big three. They called it the band. The band's back together. Kamara, the Slant King, and Drew Brees. Yep. And predictably, they were shaking off a little bit of rust against the quality Bears D. And they put up 21 points. And they're probably going to put up a little bit more with the continuity back in track. Still at home, a little bit more rested, familiar foe, which I think leads to offense, not defense, when you got the mindset of these quarterbacks, knowing these defensive patterns and schemes better. Both head coaches on the offensive side of the football. Correct. Uh, easily a 27-24, 30-27 game here. Love the over in the Superdome on Sunday evening football. Troy and Joe in your Fox game of the week. Smash and Sprinkle returns. Best weekend of the year. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, should be a good one. Uh, yeah, so I got the Green Bay. I have Green Bay winning the game 24-17. As in, so you got to push. I got the exact spread, and that's when I stay away. When I think Vegas kind of nailed it, I stay away. But also, I can see the Rams winning this game. Really? Uh, I, I don't. Well, I, 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 I can see it, but I don't like I'm not betting on that. I just can see it. Something like the Packers have an air of arrogance to them that I don't think they've earned. You know, they, they won a division that was a, kind of a joke this year. Uh, they haven't really been challenged. They haven't been in too many dogfights. Like, they've smoked a bunch of teams. We thought the Titans on Sunday night would have been be a, like a dogfight, dog but, but it wasn't. The, the, the Bucks game looked like it was going to be a dogfight. They just get smoked. Then they just smoked a bunch of teams. Like, a couple of good teams, too. But I, just, I don't feel like they're battle-tested with, like, a real tough game yet. Like, a, a do-or-die, like... They were never in doubt of making the playoffs this year. I just feel like, I'm, I'm not saying they're, they lack toughness. I just don't think, I feel like they've just kind of had more of a, an exhibition-like se season leading to this. Like, a, like Clemson kind of showing up for the college football playoff after like beating North Carolina to get in. Like they beat the Bears to get in. What Good Inter for you. Interesting. So who do you think is under the most pressure this weekend? Player, coach, anybody? Because I... I got an answer for you after. I think it's the Saints. And Drew Brees kind of half announcing that it's his last kick at the can. It's a really good answer. <laughs> uh, plus 
playing sort of a, an arch rival, if you will, even if they don't dislike each other. Like he's on the pantheon yeah. of where he needs to be. And it's not just Breeze's last game. It's, it's that whole Breeze era's last game. This and goes back to the, Minis- the miracle in, Mini- in yes. Minnesota. So this has been building. Yes. And if the Bears were half a squad, they would have really pushed them. That guy, that dude's just got to catch that ball. That's so, crazy. So I think the, the Saints are under the most pressure. I do think they respond. I really do think that's an epic game. I think Goodell's yeah. going to be in the hood of that review booth making sure that everything is tilted back to a one-score game constantly, <laughs> yeah. which I think lends to the over as well. Uh, so Breeze, in short. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't have... So I was going to say Rodgers, but I, almost in like, obviously Breeze and Saints win that conversation, right? <clears throat> but Rodgers, I feel like he's under the most pressure, but he doesn't even know it. Like, he's not even actually aware of that. Like, in his mind, he's the favorite. If I, Hey, if, if, if everybody else does their job, I'll do mine. Like, we should win. And if we, if we lose, it won't be my fault, you know? That kind of like thing. Yeah. Like when he lost the Niners last year, he kind of looked at the reporters being like, he didn't say it, but like basically like, did you see how much pressure I was under? Like we didn't have a chance, you know, like not my fault. So that's what bugs me about Aaron a bit. Like just, I feel like he's not one to like actually take on that pressure. He just would deflect it and be like, well, I I did my job. California. Cool, bro. It's embedded. You can put him in finishing school. You could send him a, to boarding school, yeah, it's it's in him, man. You grow up to the ocean. Everybody gives you everything. You got a little bit of God given talent, and the Packers are still the new, like the they're the, the the new. Even though like they Rogers has been good for a long time, it's a totally new Packers team, right? The Rams went all the way to the Super Bowl, shut down the Patriots' offense, and just flopped on offense. But like they're in their mind, they're like the Saints almost, but even more so because they were at they were they were. 10 points away from that ring. Uh, so they're still like that Super Bowl team minus some pieces, but like chasing that taste again. Plus some pieces. They haven't, they haven't lost really anybody. They, 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 they gained, gained Jalen. They, they gained Jalen. They lost Sue and they lost Gurley. Yeah, but their DT is right. Brockers and they got everybody going, man. And a weird thing about the Rams, uh, quick little tidbit. I heard this on the Lombardi podcast. <clears throat> he's, got a, he's got a buddy in Vegas who just said, he mentioned, hey, minus the Rams are, you know, it's, my, it's plus three for the Rams. Is, is that based on golf playing? And the guy, the head of the sports books, like, doesn't matter. Wow. Isn't that weird? Walford and, to golf didn't and matter? Also, this guy had heard that Walford was going to play anyway. Like, whether golf's thumb was good, bad, McVay really liked the mobility. Like, he, he's like, I can beat wow. Seattle with a mobile quarterback. I don't need a guy to throw for 400 yards. I know my defense is going to shut them down a bit. Goff's gonna have to make a couple plays yeah, yeah. on sun, on Saturday. Look, I I got I, I got a money line parlay that's gonna be triple digits: Chiefs to win, Packers to win. It'll be like call it a hundred to win ninety or something like that. A hundred to win, you know. Basically a teaser. You call it a teaser, but I don't lose on the push, you know. Yeah, I like that. So that's why I like the money line parlay. You could throw in a if there was like you, you throw in Bama or something if it's still going on. But anyway. Yo, uh, uh, shout out to Royal and the Big Dog for top 10 finish in the pick six. Yeah, I saw that. Congrats. Eighth place out of 790 entrants. Very impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, okay. Um, one little tidbit here. Mac Jones. What do you do to, to like judge him? Because 
As I, Al- I put, Alabama QB. I put it in the group chat during the game, and you came out pretty ecstatically with AJ McCarron number two. I was emotionally tra- texting. But I'm not saying lost. I'm not saying that's wrong. You know? Yeah. I just have no idea, and I don't think anybody else does either. I think he goes and holds a firm clipboard as a backup somewhere. Uh, it's got a, he's, there's a 400 pound O lineman who didn't give up a sack in his entire three years at Alabama, who's now going pro. So like this should, guy doesn't even know what pressure's like. They should go to the same team. <laughs> yeah. To make Mac feel so. What, that guy's probably get drafted first, second round. Sure. Put Mac on that same team. He needs to hold a firm clipboard and acclimatize to the speed yeah. of the NFL because Alabama to the rest is kind of like a slow motion. It's like he's seeing everything in slow mo now, and he's going to hit. Right. You know the Devonta. Devonta is so wide open sometimes; it's freaky. Anyway, it's just funny because I remember listening to Sports Talk Radio in the A.J. McCarron draft year, and a couple of draft Knicks thought they'd outsmart everybody and be like, why is everybody overlooking A.J. McCarron? This guy should go number one overall. I think his girlfriend got too much camera time and boosted his drop stat. Anyway, those guys shut up quickly. <laughs> He's like the Bengals practice dummy right now. So just to surmise, fuck Mac Jones and the Tide. Okay. I, uh, I'm interested. I, I just don't want to label him yet. I have no idea what he's like. Maybe he's good. <laughs> Weird that you just have no idea what he's like, you know, in like a real football game. Yeah, hold the clipboard. I'm, and and it's not to, that's not to discredit anything he just did, but he's playing on a football factory all-star team. The guy didn't give up a sack for three years. <laughs> what are we talking about here? In the SEC where there's some real There's passers. some real, there's real talent. Uh, by the way, as uh, for the Bills, I'd be really excited to get Pitts somehow, but he's not going to drop that far. Okay, I mentioned this last week, and I, it's even more prevalent now because the Browns won. I said if you like a if you like a team to win a playoff game, you should bet on them Super Bowl futures to win the Super Bowl, because the odds for some of these underdogs were so drastically high that you could easily put fifty dollars down to win six hundred, seven hundred, up to a thousand bucks. And then bet against them the rest of the way. And you'd be surprised how you could easily just make a couple hundred dollars. I believe you called it micro-hedging, Mike. But people can use different zeros than I use, okay? If I can guarantee myself 50 bucks, someone with much higher bank account can guarantee themselves 5000 And that's what I'm trying to talk about here. Yeah, Yo, you should run a micro-hedge fund. Either way, it's, I like it. it guarantees me money, and it can guarantee other people money too, but they can put more zeros on it. Truth of the week. You might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. If you like a team to win a playoff game, you should like a team to win uh, the Super Bowl because the odds will favor you. Also, just came out last week and even more prevalent right now, there's current Super Bowl MVP odds, and these are really exciting. Because if you like a team to win the Super Bowl, you should definitely take a look, a gander, at some of their rock star players and what their current Super Bowl MVP odds are. Because the obvious choice, uh, like the quarterback, for instance, is sometimes it's not worth it, but sometimes it is. Um, for instance, the, the Browns right now, right now, plus 3,000 to win the Super Bowl. $100 gets 3,000. You might be saying, yeah, Jeff, but they got the Bills, Ravens, and Chiefs in the way to even get there. Plus, they would have to win it. Yep, great. Well, if you put $100 on the Browns right now, plus 3000 okay? Throw down 500 on the money line uh, for Kansas City, okay? If you lose that, all right, seems like it's going to hurt a bit. You lost 500 bucks, But now you got the Browns at 3, for $3,000 on a $100 bet, 
and they're one game away from being one from being a game away. So you could throw down another five hundred dollars on Browns Bills on the Bills. Bills win, you win your five hundred dollar thing, you get your your hundred dollars back. Okay. Let's say the Browns win that game. Now you got them at $3,000, or sorry, minus the 500-500, so $2,000 going into the Super Bowl against whoever. And at this point, they won't be as much of an underdog because they just smoked two good teams. So the Vegas is going to compensate. And now you might have a team that's, mine, that's plus 200 at $2,000 on a $100 bet to win that Super Bowl, and you smash on the bucks. Okay? Uh, that's just one example. The, the Ravens are plus 750. The Rams are plus 2,000. You like them to win this weekend? <laughs> they could, they've already beat the Bucks. They could beat the Saints. So it's possible, and you could just bet against them. Uh, now, let me get into the even more fun stuff, because this is where when you see Barstool posting these like crazy futures bets that guys made a month before they should have, well, that's when they pay off, okay? If you want Alvin, if you like the Saints to win the Super Bowl right now, the Saints, who I don't, but they're definitely capable of getting there and winning. It's a good bet. But the Saints to win the Super Bowl right now would be, I think it's plus 600, something like that. Call it that. Uh, depending on what site you use, it varies. Now, let's say they win the Super Bowl. Who's your MVP, Mike? Slant King or Kamara. Right. Not Drew Brees because no. I see a pick, I see a heavy running game, and I see a whole bunch of five-yard passes. Uh, guess what Alvin Kamara is right now to win Super Bowl MVP? Plus... 1600 plus 4,000. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And that's like a pretty likely, if they make it, that's who I would bet MVP. So just take it for way less money. Like you put 20 bucks on this uh, two weeks early, or, or maybe, maybe you really like him. If you really like the saints, like I don't, I like the bucks and the chiefs, but, uh, and the bills. <laughs> but if you really like the saints right now, Kamara plus 4,000 hammer that. What are you doing? Okay. If you like the Browns, Baker, the guy who's obviously probably going to win it, if they were to win it, plus 5,000. That's good big, I think. Here's my, one of my favorite ones. Ronald Jones. Rojo. Rojo. If the Bucks make it to the Super Bowl and, and it's against the Chiefs or the Bills, what are they going to do? They're going to try to shut down Brady. Okay, Brady's got enough Super Bowl MVPs. He won't care. They won't give it to him just because he did it. If Rojo goes for 160 yards because you overplayed Brady and two touchdowns, he wins it. And he's a weapon, and he'll be healthy. Plus 10,000 right now. I'm on that. And the other guy I took is Stefan Diggs, plus 3,300, because he is our best weapon. And if Josh Allen does a weird Josh Allen fumble or throws a pick or two, or just doesn't have a great game, but Steph Diggs has 12 catches and 140 yards. He is going to Santonio Holmes this trophy. And at plus 3,300 on a guy I absolutely farve and love? Well, Phil Nolan, this one's got you written all over it. Stephon Diggs, plus 3,300. Josh Allen's like plus five, 600. It's the same as the Bills. Not quite worth it. Like Mike Evans. Okay, you want to hear what Mike Evans is? Yes, I do. Plus 13,000. Yeah, that's worth a nickel. This sure fucking is, okay? That's worth a nickel. Anyway, I just, I'm watching some of these Barstool. You go on FanDuel, and you can pick any time touchdown scores and mix them together this weekend. I'm going to get a FanDuel account just for that because uh, you can fucking... You, like, some guy had Cleveland to win, Hunt, Kareem Hunt to get a touchdown, and 
Uh, Claypool to get a touchdown or something like that? Cleveland special teams. Cleveland special teams. That was it. First play of the game. Thousand bu- five thousand bucks won a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Let me throw holy shnikes. Let me throw a sidebar in there, Hewlett, to our listeners. Uh, you're throwing out some big numbers, right? Five hundred on a bet. Sure, a hundred on a bet. Uh, in the futures world, I find it works better off a major site of three six five, where you don't have to front the cash of the bet. So if you're on a three six five, a bodog, a hundred dollar futures is costing you a hundred dollars right now. You have to you have to make the bet. Sure. The but money it, has to be in your but account. But it lasts. Yes, I yeah. know. But it's a lot easier to make a Super Bowl future or yeah. do these double micro hedges right. if you got a guy or uh, a settle-up. Sure, that's a good point. Like you know, there's yep. a gambling show. There's enough people that, no, no, that's a good that point. go right, and there's yep. enough people that go left, right? Yeah. So for if you're heavy into futures, maybe find a guy, and you don't have to front your futures bets. They you lose them when they lose. Regardless. Okay. Now here's the other thing. Here's how you can give yourself kind of a a blanket for these MVP picks when you get there. Let's say you have Kamara and the Saints get to the Super Bowl and you think they're going to win it. Well, now Drew Brees to win the MVP at plus 200, you have $4,000 to bet like on anybody who might ruin that bet for you. So who's Kamara most likely to lose that? Like if the Saints win and Kamara doesn't get it, who's getting it? It's Drew Brees, okay? So you can... You have $4,000 to bet on Drew Brees or like call it half even. So suddenly go like that, that hedging opportunity. You could smash Tom Brady. If you have Mike Evans or if you have Rojo, you could smash on Tom Brady for a lot more money because who was he going to lose it to the guy you got? There you go. Anyway, it can make for a really exciting Super Bowl. a week early. I took Damian Williams to win the the Super Bowl MVP last year. Then I doubled down on it. Uh, the day of the game, thinking if Mahomes throws a pick and just doesn't have a great game, Damian Williams is gonna is probably gonna score some touchdowns. Exactly what he did, and they picked the MVP with ten minutes left in the game. That's what they have to do, folks, to get it all timed right. So dumb. Damian Williams scored the go-ahead touchdown after they picked the MVP and they robbed him. Either way, exciting stuff. Super Bowl MVP is probably my favorite futures bet, and have some fun. By the way, for all you pundits and all you media people and all you idiots who judged Brady last year on that year he had with those tools for wide receivers uh, with New England. I kept hearing people say, Brady's done. You know, he's like the 18th best quarterback. That was Fezzik, the Super Bowl, the Super Contest winner twice. Fezzik, Brady, 18th best quarterback in the league. Hey, Fezzik and everybody else. You can't, it's like comparing, you can't compare Lewis Hamilton, a race car driver, if he's in a car with a broken engine. You can't be like, well, Lewis has obviously lost his racing touch. No, his engine's broken. Okay? A football team needs weapons for a quarterback to be good. Brady didn't have any. Now he does. He's not done. He was never close to being done. Uh, it's chess. He's just really good at it now. And how crazy is it that he's 40, 43, 44? 43. 43. And there's no talk that this is his last game. Very weird sets of pressure going into the game of the year here. The entire Saints era, Peyton, Breeze, everything, done if they lose. Arians and a 43-year-old Brady just, you know, talking about who to pick up in the draft next year for another three-year run. This guy eats tea leaves and goes to sleep at 5 p.m., and maybe that's what we should do, Mike. Anything for shut the huck up? Nope. We'll see you next year, Titans. <laughs> All right. I got uh, one last thing here from our friends at Beer, at Beer Butt Official. 
Because I, I skipped it last week and I got chirped for it. I went uh, episode 93 the whole way, jibs out in honor of Dougie Gilmore, and it didn't rattle your cage, Jeff. No, I'm very used to it. I would have thought a couple of th- would have caught you off guard, but... No, no, no. Your teeth being out doesn't bother me. It's when the teeth are like on like my coffee or something. Uh, <laughs> it's when you randomly put them in places like a, like a, like a scavenger hunt for gum teeth. <laughs> Number 93, always hold special to Weird Mike, let me tell you. Give it up for killer, folks. Okay, and uh, my boy, at Beer Butt Official, Lee Van Amosdyke, got a beer of the week for you to enjoy this divisional round playoff. The Needs and Wants Vanilla Hazelnut Milk Stout by the Fine Foot... Milk Stout? Huck, you ever had a milk beer? Me neither. Not interested. Needs and wants vanilla hazelnut milk stout by the fine folks at Sawdust City Brewing Up in Huck and Hughes Summer Stomping Grounds in Muskoka, Gravenhurst. Been there. They also offer beer past 10 o'clock. Just go in and buy. Comes in handy after uh, SWS shows. Uh, this beer is nutty, sweet, and rich, which coincidentally sums me up somewhat succinctly. <laughs> Minus the rich part. That a boy, Leaford. What, what do we want? Beer. What do we need? Water. What do we really want? Snow and Buffalo. Giddy up. Follow at Beer Butt Official. And for good game day eats, follow at The Three Eaters. My friends Phil Nolan, Kayla Nolan, and Emma Nolan. Three Big Bills fans for a Big Bills weekend. Give you some fun food ideas. Thanks for listening to episode 93, folks. Um, Remember to share, rate, listen, subscribe. All you Look Who's Talkers are the engine that fuels our race car. And that's why, just like Tom Brady, we're not even close to done. Giddy up, folks, and let's go Buffalo. Buffalo.